Hey guys, um, I'm gonna have to resist the urge of saying um, this is what mean or tangential exchange. This is a show like a new show, but um, kind of is kind of not. Um, it's called Night of the Batman. It's I used to do it on my old YouTube channel. And um, basically, I would just talk about everything Batman. And I thought of bringing it back as like a thing, not just with me, but with a guest as well. So today, I have my wife sitting in with me if she wants to go ahead and introduce herself. Hi, I'm his wife. Uh, my name's Amanda. And we're here to talk about like, just what the direction of the show is going to be generally with the podcast. We're not just covering stuff that's like, like um official releases we'll also do like fan stuff like fan written scripts occasional fan films that kind of thing um but just off the top um i know i used to do it solo it's gonna be cool having other people on it um and this is gonna be a lot more laid back discussion versus what the show used to be which was a lot more scripted stuff i just i don't have time to write scripts anymore and that's not really how I podcast anymore. So this is going to be the reboot of my actual ever first uh, review show that I ever did. That's really cool. So tell me more about it. Um, basically, we're going to do like, like rankings. How it started was I didn't know how to review when I was younger. I think I started it when I was in high school. And so I would just go very like pro con kind of thing like positive negative i'm like i know how to review things now so i don't really do that anymore but um yeah this one's gonna be much more like i don't think i'll even do like the star system anymore unless we're doing rankings and that's different but like it's gonna be kind of like my other stuff like what mean where I, I don't really believe in the star system or like i don't believe in it for me um i can't really like try to quantify like this is this amount of stars i just it's not my thing Will you ever make a tier list? Like, oh, for the, um, for like rankings and stuff or? Yes. What do you mean by tier list? Um, so it's actually a really popular thing uh, that a lot of creators will do where they will create like tiers. So like God tier. Um, like S tier? Yeah. Okay. A tier, B tier. Um, and you know, like D tier is like bad. Yeah. Um, but do you ever do like a tier list of like all the Batman movies? Um, like a ranking thing, yeah, probably. I know that I talked to Trip um about like ranking, like because superhero stuff you should know did this, and um I liked the idea of doing it. Like, just it would be fun, and it wouldn't really require a lot of um knowledge on the other person's part. But like, just ranking bat suits is one of the things that we were gonna do for fun. Okay yeah like stuff like that or just like um like stuff like stuff like that and then like occasionally also um i was kind of inspired to get back into it from comic pop where you have one person who actually and other things do this too but where like where one person has actually read whatever the story is and then he kind of describes it to other people or describes like how he felt reading parts because i know I know certain people aren't gonna have the time to be like, let me sit down and read this entire book. So like, I can just tell them about it and get their honest reactions to it. And that'd be kind of cool. And kind of like an education tool for people. And I thought maybe we can go in that direction with the, the Batman show where we kind of try to educate people while also like reviewing, but like, you know, just 
go in depth into like maybe corners of the Batman universe that some people don't know about. Okay. But yeah, what do you think about that? Um. You zoned out. I zoned out. Which part? Um, the whole thing. Well, no, I know you said that you were gonna read stuff and then like kind of tell other people about it, like how you felt, like like with a guest, and like have them react. But then you were talking about the Batman show, and I had no idea what you were talking about. No, I was saying, like, this show is a Batman show, and so I was going to use it to try to educate people, too, about, like, maybe corners of the Batman universe of people. And also, people like you that are on the show that don't, like, you do know stuff about Batman, but you don't know, like, a ton. You know stuff because I tell you about it, like, just, you know, obviously living with me. But, um, yeah, yeah, like, I know more things about, like, anime than I would about anything comic book related yeah so except for except for spider gwen i would argue i probably know more about her than you do yeah so i thought it'd be fun just to have people that necessary like occasionally we'll have people that know like way more than me on here like ben who knows like literally everything about um batman and stuff like that in general so like occasionally we'll have people that know a lot but i thought it'd be kind of fun to have some of my friends on that no, like, just, like, maybe have just seen the movies or, like, you know, maybe played a video game here or there. You think you'll ever have the kid on and have her rank the Riddlers with you? She's only interested in, like, Paul Dano, so, like, I I don't know. Like, that would be, it'd probably be a really short episode if, <laughs> if that were it. Like, she'd probably just be like, oh, Paul Dano, and that's it. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm really excited about this. Um, I've been looking forward to it for a while. I'm glad that we've um we're finally doing it and also it feels kind of like coming home a little bit because I my first ever review show and now I'm starting it back with a lot more experience with like podcasting and in general like doing stuff like this so like, a little really bit cool. of freedom from the from the rigidity of how it used to be yeah well even back then um I wanted to have people on like it wasn't uh it was more of a by not necessity what's the word it's like i wouldn't say forced but it's like kind of like it was either i do it by myself or the show doesn't get made basically what would that like like it's not by it would be by necessity yeah because it's just like that's like i could just get me on there because a lot of people back then they would be like oh that's cool you're making that and they would listen to the show but like whenever you say oh it was before a lot of people were in podcasts and and like just review based stuff in general so a lot of people would be like uh, i don't know like we'll we'll try to like figure that out or like i don't know kind of thing so i'm glad i have people now that want to be on shows it's kind of cool so what are you most excited to talk about um I know I'm definitely going to have episodes where I just, unlike before, where I would just review different things. I'm definitely going to have a new thing on here that I'm excited about, which is like things I love. And I think that's what it's going to be called, where it's just going to be me gushing to someone who probably either hasn't read or seen something, basically trying to motivate people to go out and read something that I'm really passionate about. Like, I really love Batman the Cult, which is a comic that. I love the art in it. I love um, the colors and everything. And just the story is really great, too. It's one of the few Jason Todd stories before he turned into Red Hood that's actually really good and paints him in a positive light. So, like, I'm really it's I, like I know it's starting to come into the public eye a little bit more recently, but it's still one of those, like, underrated gems. So I'm actually really excited about that. 
Um, I know that you're not as big of a Batman fan, but I do know that you have um, like one controversial thing. I brought it up on TTE before. Actually, the last episode we did, I think I brought it up. But um, what is what is your hot take that you wanted to share with the internet on my new Batman show? The best Batman film is Batman and Robin, and I will not be taking criticism. Campy Batman is the only Batman that should exist. I, I, I don't like Batman films that take themselves too seriously. And I said what I said. I think the Dark Knight series is terrible. So are you a fan of like the... Because some people say that the Batman Robin stuff is almost like a modern version of the Adam West stuff. Are you a fan of Adam West's Batman or no? I I don't dislike it. Um, it's nice background noise. I think it's it's not too campy because I love high camp, but it's it's like just in that niche of like I'm gonna say sixties. It was sixties, right? Um yeah, it was in the sixties. Yeah. Where like sixties television, I just feel like it's completely different than like modern television and sixties camp is different than modern camp. Yeah, I could agree with that. Yeah. And so I like modern camp because I just I like the vibe. Also, it's it's Tim Burton, like Batman and Rock, like Tim Burton. No, no, He's it's a horrible... Joel, Joel Schumacher. What? Yeah, Joel Schumacher directed Forever and Batman and Robin. Really? Yeah. But it feels so much like Burton. It's not. That it's, is wild. It's Joel Schumacher. So did Tim Burton just do Batman? He just did Batman and Batman Returns, oh which is God. the one with the penguin in it. And then after that, they kind of went their separate ways. All right. Well. I like the bright colors. Also, it has Uma Thurman in it as Poison Ivy. And like, as a as a as a gay woman, you you liked her in that. I just I I don't know. Listen, Poison Ivy was part of my bisexual awakening. But, her and Robin. Well, Poison Ivy in general, I would agree with that. But like like because she like but Uma Thurman maybe it's just the acting that I could never get on board with because at least with Arnold. It's they're both doing a kind of similar thing, but like at least with Arnold, it's so funny because of how bad it is with like his one-liners. I loved her. That is, and like this is gonna sound so. That is my favorite portrayal of Poison Ivy. Like the Harley Quinn show version. No. Really. Yes. Like I, I just I love it. It's so captivating. It's so like the colors are so nice. And like it's it's it, it feels low stakes, and I don't like things that feel high stakes. I have anxiety, and things that feel like they're high stakes just no. I don't like I you don't want to like... sit in discomfort. Why would I willingly choose to sit and watch something that's gonna make me uncomfortable? You watch stuff like Promise Neverland though. Yeah, yeah, but it's not real people. Like anime, there's like this sense of separation because it's it's not it, like I can watch dark, heavy anime stuff. Yeah. It's not real people, but like, I, that's why I don't like watching like filmed media, which is oh, why okay. Like, you I never would, told me that. That's I, actually interesting. Yeah, because like it's it's they're, they're like I don't know. Also, it's just uncomfortable because like they're people and like I you don't know where to look because you don't want to like look at their faces because like yeah. What what, but, what are you talking about? You don't want to. You lost me for a second well, there. What do you mean? Well, because like. It, it, it's just uncomfortable it's just like especially if it's just like a person talking to you on a screen like 
it's like when you actually like a watch a YouTube video versus you just have it on in the background if it's like a person talking because it's like it's uncomfortable. I don't, I don't have that. I don't, I don't <laughs> Maybe know. I'm autistic. Yeah, um, I was like, I, I was trying to ride with you there, but I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm very confused. You don't get uncomfortable making eye contact with like. Well, actors yeah, like in in, in person. <laughs> no. Not when there's like a screen separating me, like they can't actually see me. I know, but it's just, I don't know. But like, I don't, like prolonged eye contact in general is uncomfortable. And like with, with a screen, like they won't look away and say, me. I... They can't see you. <laughs> Stop looking at me. No, I'm just, we're learning new things. I'm learning new, new things about you with Poison Ivy. And I'm also learning things about also, you with like live action people. Also, Robin was so pretty. I literally like it because the, the actors were attractive. And George Clooney is Bruce Wayne. Like, he is Bruce A lot Wayne. of people want him to. I don't think he would do it. I think that that, that time has kind of sailed with him. But um, I will say that, like, a lot of people online are campaigning. Not, not campaigning, but there's, like, I'll see memes occasionally where they want him to come back as like a darker batman just to see what he would do no no because he my thing is like he's a great actor and he could do it i would just be just morbid curiosity just to see what he would do i i think that time has passed i don't think he'd do it now i just george clooney is too old to be batman i said what I well said. no no because in this one he would be playing an old batman like he'd be playing like like dark knight returns batman only, only way that it would work is if it were like um, Batman Begins, like a live action adaptation of that. Batman Begins? Not Batman. Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond. Oh, okay. My bad. The I'm just correcting Batman. you because, like, one, so I could figure out what you're talking about, too. So the nerds on the internet, if anyone watches this, not like, uh, it's actually this. Me. Not, not a Batman girly. I'm sorry. Well, it's, it's actually cool because, like, unlike, um, like it's like i can actually tell you stuff about it and like that'd be kind of cool like to have people on like that might actually be where i take this show it's just having people on that don't know a lot so it could be more of a conversation so they're like oh i already know that i also really um do like sorry circling back to batman and robin oh you're good just i love close. stupid bane like i know he's supposed to be smart and i know that he's supposed to be like this like you know like yeah um not mob boss i can't think of the right word but like you know I, I know he's supposed to be i love dumb bane i love dumb bane i like, the, one the, harley, I like the harley quinn <laughs> version of bane where it's a parody of the dark knight uh rises version i want him to be bossed around by by poison ivy i just want him to be big strong muscly guy who just does whatever she says like i i love that so much i think it's so funny I yeah no I I like that also I like that like there was this I don't like so I I love poison ivy but I also hate that, like there's like this transformation from her like being like nerdy and like not hot to just being like a smoke show that's from the comics I know I it's don't like that it's... it feels very sexist especially because in the movie at least like they don't highlight the fact that she's a doctor as much well. In the comic, and I would have to actually, this would be an area that's kind of fuzzy for me with her character, but because she's not like in a lot of stories anymore. Mm -hmm. But um, 
in the comic, my understanding of it was, and I'll look this up later to figure out if I'm right, and I'll correct myself in the next episode, but um, she was like, like in like working at like a college or something, like as like a scientist still, but like her boyfriend or whatever um, injected her with the chemicals to turn her into poison ivy and like kind of like like it's kind of like a metaphor for like assault basically like how like i just read like a blurb on it so like i haven't actually read the issue where it happens but it's supposed to be kind of like a metaphor for assault a little bit i hate it even more well i okay like so hypersexuality is like a a valid trauma response to assault well no how i however i just i i hate it even more i don't know well i my thing i was gonna say i wasn't actually done but um i was you're good but i was gonna say um that the re like she doesn't like men or she doesn't seem to in some interpretation so i was gonna say if if that's the case then it would make sense why she's always trying to like poison men and stuff like that would kind of thematically like make sense Mm -hmm. but um yeah like it I think that there's a way to do her and like sounded weird i didn't mean it like that but um <laughs> there's a way to handle that character in like the modern day where it would still work where she could be like because she floats between like being like an anti-hero and being like like a um a villain it just depends on who's writing her i like like you mentioned the harley quinn adaptation i like her in that i like her as like a environmentalist like an activist yeah. Where she just like does not like humans, plants all the way. Yeah, well, she's she's just like in that one. She's way she's much more humanized, and um, and also in Arkham Knight they um humanize her too because she actually ends up saving Gotham, which is mm-hmm. really cool, or saving Gotham somewhat. I think she works better as like kind of like a morally gray character instead of straight up just like a villain. Are you going to highlight um, any of the sidekicks? Um, well, I used to, sorry, car outside. Um, I used to uh, do, it's locked, dude. I used to uh, do like a character spotlight on my old channel. I was thinking about bringing that back too, where like I would highlight different characters and basically talk about their histories and stuff like that. So like Dick Grayson? Dick Grayson, can I be on here when you talk about Dick Grayson? Yeah, we can do a deep dive on opinions on, on Dick Grayson. Yeah, like we can do like a deep dive on that on that character for for certain ones though. I know that we will probably have to stick to certain because there's so much for like say someone like Robin, where you're like you know the Dick Grayson version of Robin that we probably just have to stick to a certain like either era or like either just the comics or like just the tv or the movie version like we would just have to stick to a certain one because otherwise it'd be like a four hour long video i I just want to talk about how the like comics sexualize him because i love that so much yeah i think like like and i i know about that too i think that like with stuff like that that if we're going to sexualize women in comics we should also sexualize both i'm like it should be like a two-way street I'm like, uh, just for all, like, being fair, though, so it's not, like, gross. I'm like, if you're going to sexualize and sexualize both, mm-hmm. 
But um, yeah, I know me and you probably in the future will do uh, Batman and Robin, probably just talk about the movie. Because I'm, I'm going to do that too. I might bring on people and just have them talk about, because I've seen other people do it and I kind of like the idea of it, like bring someone on and have them talk about their favorite either story or like movie or like short or any, anything like that and just have them talk about it because I think that would be good in generating content and everything. What were you gonna say? I was thinking about sorry, I got distracted. I was thinking about the Batgirl in um, Batman and Robin mm -hmm. and how I do not like that she's not Barbara Gordon. Yeah, I, I don't like that either. I, that's my only complaint. Like my only complaint about that entire thing. Well, my so. th thing with that too is that if if she ended up being one, it was kind of too little, too late. It was like the fourth movie in the series. If they wanted to set up Barbara Gordon, they probably should have started doing it like earlier on yeah. but they didn't do stuff like that back then it was just kind of like this is the story for this one they weren't really concerned with continuity um back in the 90s really i mean clearly just look at tv or anything well to be fair with tv like people their binging wasn't a thing in the 90s or it wasn't as big of a thing because you would have to own like a box set where you'd have to be watching a marathon yeah and so you're not going to catch little things like that in the way that we do today yeah um and so a lot of them were like episodic or like some of them like literally for I think it was um this is totally unrelated to um Batman but I'm going to talk about it anyway um like they would on Pod Meets World where it's like the people from Boy Meets World like the cast members like the main cast like um Wilfred L, uh Daniel Fischel and Ryder Strong who played Sean Topanga and Eric I'll talk about that show they were talking about how um continuity is very different back then versus now they like back then they a lot of the executives would tell them they're like look like any show like this we're just assuming that people are flipping through channels and just pick it up so that's why they structured it like that so you could just kind of just jump into a show without having to know all this like background and everything in it in order to enjoy it but yeah okay. yeah it's like i didn't know that but that totally makes sense based off how tv and movies used to be versus how they are now that's why like in a lot of um in a lot of movies like especially older ones they would almost have like a little recap thing where it would be like it shows scenes from the previous movie because back then you couldn't really just pick up the movie and watch it right before you saw the sequel or um and they would do that too on like important like plot driven like tv series yeah they'd be like previously on yeah gossip girl or like smallville i remember smallville was one of the first superhero like things that i thought was like adult i mean it is in places but i remember when i was younger and like i was in like sixth or like fifth grade like no this is like adult tv and stuff and like for a sixth grader yes it is well it's live action so i feel like they're in the 90s or in early 2000s there were not a lot of live action yeah. shows geared towards um kids um unless you were watching like disney channel especially superhero stuff like that's yeah. the thing that people don't realize now like i remember back then and i'm not saying smallville is terrible but i am saying that like back then there was your pickings were a lot slimmer back then especially for live action there wasn't barely if any i think smallville was the only live action thing that stayed on 
that was related to superheroes for as long as it did. I can't think of another superhero-related live-action show from the 90s. You're going to say 90s Flash. That only um, lasted a season, and yeah. it was because they kind of screwed it over. Um, but yeah, I... Can you think of anything? No. When um, I think of superheroes in the 90s, I, I honestly think of Marvel more so than DC because I think of Spider-Man and X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, like, oh, that's the other thing that kind of helped it stand out. Like, I know this isn't a Smallville podcast, but just while I'm thinking about it, like, um, is that it was live action um, and that, like, that was a big deal back then. I didn't know that it was... Sorry. Last thing about Smallville. Um, I didn't realize. So my mom watched it mm-hmm. um, when it was airing. And I would occasionally, like, watch it. I did not... It did not click in my head. I did not know Superman was Clark Kent. So I didn't realize it was like a Superman show. It took me a minute too. Like I had to start hearing names and stuff. Cause like, and I, I'm going to speak. This is actually, this can loop back to Batman and Robin. And I know you love that movie, mm-hmm. but after that movie came out and did what it did, it, um, people oh. were, people were really gun shy to go near superhero properties after that and so um like for a while a lot of stuff was very like it was a superhero thing but like you see like the x-men or like other things like that and they would really downplay the superhero aspect of it they wouldn't have bright colorful costumes and anything like that because they were terrified of somebody walking in and being like oh these bright colors this is like this Batman and Robin thing, which back like to a lot of executives and stuff back then were like, we don't want that kind of stuff. I think that with Batman and Robin, it did very poorly because it was it. So again, I look at it with rose colored glasses because it was like nostalgic for me. Yeah. And I do love that movie. I love everything about it. Except for Barbara, Gordon, except for the lack of Barbara Gordon, but um, she wasn't great in that movie either. What? Uh, Barbara, the person that played Batgirl. I, I just, I don't know. I was like, she's not Barbara Gordon. She was Alfred's niece. I can't remember what her character name was though. Which Alfred does have a niece in the comics, but she's like a secret agent. She's not like Batgirl. Yeah. yeah. Which is who I think that they were pulling from. Um, I don't even know she existed back then. That'd be something to look into whenever we cover that movie. Yeah, but um, ball picks. Um, she described a ball picks thing that uh, sorry, it's audio, so I'm just describing yeah. it. For oh, people. I'm sorry. Um, I like plushies, and I was cold. Oh, you're good. Just I... keep keep going on your thought. Okay. What saying. Um, but um, oh, what was I saying? You were talking about um, Batman and Robin and Batgirl and stuff like that. Oh, no, I was talking about how, like, I would understand why it wouldn't do well because I feel like it appealed to me as a child because it was cool and pretty. But, like, if adults wanted, like, a serious movie because, like, what year did Batman and Robin come out? 97. 97. And what other movies came out in 97? That was around the time of The Matrix and stuff like that, right? Yeah, the so movies were taking a different direction at that time. Yeah, they wanted stuff to be, like, edgier yeah and not as campy which i i have opinions and they may not be popular opinions but like i think being edgy for the sake of being edgy or being dark for the sake of being dark is poor writing and poor storytelling and like so much media like that exists it's just overdone and it's boring it's boring it's like it's like a Hemingway novel 
if you've read one, you've read them all. You've seen one, you've seen it all. Um, I will agree with you on that. I think that if you're gonna have, like, a story should, especially with, like, a dark, like, dark and gritty things can work. It just, you have to have a reason to be writing it like that. Like, it has to have, like, like a story reason. It can't just be, like, edgelord shit, basically, where it's, like, like, and I, I like parts of Zack Snyder's movies, but, like, I agree with a lot of people where they say a lot of it's just, like, trying to be dark and gritty to be dark and gritty. It comes off as trauma porn. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean by that? I, so, I just, it just, I feel like he does stuff just to, I guess trauma porn's probably, like, a little too extreme. A little too harsh, maybe. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just not your kind of thing. No. It's I, not a lot of people's kind of thing. It has a very specific fan base. I like aspects of it, but I will say he's not doing them anymore. But if he were going to, he needs someone else to write it and he can just visually it, direct it. It's a waste of Henry Cavill's talent. I liked him in Justice League, but that's like a four-hour movie, which is ridiculous to try to get anyone to sit down and watch it, it with was, you. It was a waste of Henry, Henry Cavill's talent. That boy did not get to smile, and that was a waste, and Superman's supposed to be happy, and all he did was take a character that's supposed to be upbeat and positive, like, and, and beautiful, and just like this all-American, like, hero. All-American, but not like American, you know, because he's like- He's the hero of the alien. world. Yeah, like, just- this like symbol of hope and of like peace even though like you know strong fighty muscly guy but like a symbol of hope and just made him dark and gritty and angry and had this chip on his shoulder i just it it seemed like a poor writing choice and poor direction i think that um for it like I think I, I, I've said this for a while. Um, I know I made a video forever ago um, defending Man of Steel, but um, that was when it was early on. I mean, like, I, I still like parts of that movie, but I, um, it, it, sorry, I, I want to finish my thing and then you can say what you need to say. But um, my thing with it is that I don't think I've been saying this for a while. I don't think that he understood Superman. I think that he got a job where, because it wasn't something he's, seeked out it was something that wb kind of was like hey come and do this and he was you could definitely tell with batman versus superman who he was way more interested in was batman and i kind of just wish like honestly that he could like just make a batman movie like like if that's the thing you wanted to do just do that do you think he really understood batman because like i think like i don't think he got batman either because the killing was crazy he just wanted to make something dark and edgy he visually like i I will say like for the visuals he understand like like he's good at adapting and and that's not an easy thing adapting visuals from a comic book and making it look good but visuals without a compelling story or nothing i i i agree and i say that as a as a miyazaki fan like visuals without a compelling story fall short every single time but no what i was saying is that um he like you hear him talk about the movie that he made and i like Zack snyder um but like it's almost like he watched a whole different movie from what was up on the screen because he'll talk about stuff that was nowhere in that movie i just 
I don't know. I I remember watching the Justice League and like being like, hmm, I enjoyed Suicide Squad more. Wait, the 2017? Yes. Yeah, that one's a piece of shit. I, I like I love Zack Snyder's version of Justice League because he makes Superman hopeful at the end. Where like Superman kind of and I know you're never gonna see the movie, so I can describe a scene really quick for you. There's a no no, because it's four hours. Like that honestly, like that's when I tell people like I want them to see it. Four hours is a long time. And I, I know you've seen the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> I was gonna be like, I expect you to watch director's cut Lord of the Rings with me. Like But um Oh, also, side note, have you seen that funny video where um, Dom- Dominique Monaghan interviews Elijah Wood? Who's Dominique Monaghan? It's the guy who played one of the um, Hobbits, and it, it's the, it's not, is it Sam? It's one of them. Is it Sam? Did he also play the Three Second Tom and the guy from Stranger Things that dies? No, you're thinking of the other, it's the other, That's it's Sam. not Sam, but the other one. Marry or Pip? the one that was also in lost anyway i'll show you later but um there was a thing where they're they're friends or they get along so he was pranking elijah wood where elijah wood thought he was interviewing like this journalist from germany Mm -hmm. and so dominique mayan put on this german accent was asking him because he can't see him and so he was asking him these random questions and like they increasingly got more weird as the interview went on and like <laughs> yeah Elijah Wood just would start dying laughing and then finally like towards the tail end started to realize this isn't real kind of thing like this interview isn't real but yeah we can watch that after we're done with this but um yeah like we'll get um I get what were we talking about before that I know we'll probably wrap up soon because we got other stuff we need to do um Justice League we were talking about how it seems as though Zack Snyder didn't understand the characters at all I and I and about like storytelling and how if you don't have a good story with compelling characters and a character and understanding of your characters that you it's gonna fall flat I will say that um, the four-hour for the Justice League movie he did release that wasn't the Joss Whedon version was his best movie in my opinion, and like he understood the characters in that. Like Batman, as far as I could tell, didn't kill in that one and acted like Batman and was actually inspiring people, which was really cool. Like that's the one where I'm like, I will not take criticism over this other than it being long. Like that's the only thing really. I'm like, this this is good. Batman is hopeful, which is why he can't just be dark all the time. People miss that though. He's he's not just the dark the if he's gonna he's the dark knight, but like the modern like version of like a knight. And knights are supposed to be positive figures unless you're a bad person. Yeah they're supposed to uphold like chivalry and justice and like the code of chivalry is mm, um yeah like <laughs> problematic these days well, it was problematic then well people acknowledge that it's were, problematic now yeah um but like stories of knights are still supposed to be idealistic and like having this idealistic like representation and he's dark but he's still a knight I, I think that people miss that, and I think that that's why they portray him as this dark, brooding, scary guy when he's not supposed to be. Like, 
citizens of Gotham shouldn't be afraid to run into him. And I feel like the way that he's often portrayed in live action, they would be. Yeah. As opposed to, they should be excited, like little kids, getting to see, like, somebody who they really like. And the portrayals of Batman in most media don't do that. And they don't do him justice. And I think it's a gross misunderstanding of the character. And again, goes back to being dark for the sake of being dark. Well, without humanizing a character well i think that in the batman they actually make that part of his character arc which i really appreciated where like he starts out as he wants everyone to be scared of him and then towards the tail end he's like he wants the bill like bad guys to still be scared of him but like wants to also inspire hope with like the citizens and stuff and i think that's gonna be really interesting to see what they do in the next one. I hope they continue on that theme and continue to evolve him because the guy Matt Reeves who's making those is a big fan of the old sixties Adam West thing, and you can even see it in his in the how the cow is made. Like it kind of looks like uh like a homemade like dark leather version of um Adam West's costume a little bit. I love that movie. Yeah, it's really good. It's um. And I know you're not as crazy about the Nolan movies. I think the biggest problem is the growling. Like the first one, it's not as bad. Yeah, it's like everybody made fun of that. It's a bad choice. Like I like Christian Bale, but I think that was a bad choice. And the, the second and third one wasn't his fault because they artificially deepened his voice. So that's not actually how his voice sounded when he was recording it. That would be my favorite Christian Bale role. How's Moving Castle? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it'll be interesting to get more in-depth into this stuff as time goes on. This is a fun just discussion about it. Um, I guess I'll, we'll just go ahead and wrap this up in the future. I think the next one we'll probably do is um, I might try to get Trip on and do a ranking video of the different bat suits, okay. which would be kind of just a fun thing um, for him because I know he says he doesn't know a lot about Batman. Mm-hmm. It's so weird because I'm so used to having you and him or just you him and like me on there just you know like some combination of that so it's interesting doing one because we haven't done one where it's just me and you in like a while uh last thing we did i think when we were doing miyazaki month which was a while back yeah it was like a year ago it wasn't a year ago i can pull up when we posted it but we'll do that after yeah i was about to say (laughs) we can we can wait but um yeah so um i hope you guys enjoyed listening to this it's definitely a new experience recording um something batman related where it's not just me talking about it so that's kind of fun too especially with this new version of my old show is actually really cool so um i enjoyed recording this episode i hope you guys enjoyed listening and i'm just gonna go ahead and wrap it up now i'm alex i'm amanda and this has been night of the batman i wanted to say something else Challenge is phantasm. So Total Armor Batman prepares for high-tech battle, powering up to take down evil in the electronic crime stalker vehicle. He fires. Phantasm finished. Vehicle and figures he sold separately.